Next on BYU Sports Nation, no football, you say? Plenty of BYU basketball will gladly step in. Who gave the Cougars the number one nod in the preseason poll? Assistant basketball coach and former conference player of the year, Lee Kamard, stops by to preview the Cougar tip-off. And what does he think about BYU being picked third Plus, in the WCC? how in the world do you fill a weekend with no BYU football? Honeydews aplenty. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live. This is how we do it on a Friday. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy October 19th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who will ensure Cosmo's head is screwed on correctly. Jason Shepard. Two words, duct tape. Yeah, yeah. If it really works on everything. There are several colors of duct tape now, so that actually might work. Yeah, we can get a nice uh, nice brown hue <laughs> uh, that will blend in. Yeah. Can you imagine walking into your Sherwin-Williams? Uh, yeah. Um, I was hoping you had uh, a light tan, uh, <laughs> soft brown hue duct you tape. Have a dark khaki. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what what do you need to match? Uh, just this color as you hold Cosmo's head. <laughs> Good grief. Sir, we're going to have to ask you to leave. Cosmo's birthday tomorrow, by the way. Yeah. How old? Do we know how old Cosmo is? We'll secure that. Our team is on that right now. We'll get an official Because he does age. not look a day over like He's 21. aged very well. Look at this. Look, I mean, for those watching on BYU TV, we're watching Cosmo doing backflips. The guy was an internet sensation, you know, dancing and, you know. Look, the guy is in shape, however old he is. Who else does a vault off of a moving vehicle on a football field? Besides us, Cosmo. Cosmo does that, yes. All right, we'll work on the brown hue duct tape as well. Hold on to your heads, people. We've got a huge show today, including BYU basketball assistant coach Lee Kamard. What does he want to see in tonight's Cougar tip-off exhibition? Is it just for the fans, or is there an actual scheme and purpose to something like this. Also, Lauren McLean is back from Las Vegas safely. She was down there for the West Coast Conference Basketball Media Days. What did she learn that she didn't know before she got to Vegas? And then, Jason, the young lady that you profiled at the beginning of our volleyball match last night, Lindy Haddock Epic, had another epic stat line in BYU's latest sweep in the West Coast Conference. She just continues to help this team roll on. The yeah. quarterback of the offense, so to speak. Yeah. Zach Wilson, eat your heart out. <laughs> we now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's basketball picked to finish third in the West Coast Conference preseason coaches poll, but they did get a first-place vote. We all think it was from Mark Few, the head coach of Gonzaga, because you can't vote for your own team. The commissioner of the WCC. (laughs) Yes, Gonzaga picked to finish first. St. Mary's second. Randy Bennett had a hand in that, I'm sure. Cougar tip-off again tonight, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain in the Marriott Center. Forward Yoli Childs, the only Cougar named to the all-WCC preseason team. He's one of 20 players to be nominated to the Carl Malone Award watch list, which honors the nation's top power forward. Did you know that that was even an award? Not until yesterday. That's awesome. The Not Carl until Malone. yesterday. I love that, that Carl Malone has his own. He's, 
He's looked at as the yeah. top power forward. Yeah. Number one, women's volleyball, as we talked about, swept LMU last night and improved to 19-0 on the season. There's the dig. Reed will set Colback down the line. Martindale once again with the dig. Perry winds up one more time. And BYU closes out the sweep. Cougars right back at it tomorrow afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern time, taking on Pepperdine. You can check it out on BYU TV and the app. First and second place squaring off. BYU women's soccer unleashed in the second half. They defeated the Pacific Tigers last night in Stockton, California, winning the match 5-1. to one. Five second-half goals. Ladies now 4-1 and one in West Coast Conference play. They're looking for another big win on the road when they take on St. Mary's in Moraga tomorrow at 4 Eastern. And Cougars in the NFL this weekend. Fred Warner and the 49ers host the Rams. Kyle Van Oy and the Patriots play the Bears. Taysom Hill and the Saints travel to Baltimore to play the Ravens. And Michael Davis and the Chargers face the Titans in London. Uh, of course, the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego are the team flying in cro- across the entire country of America and then over to London. It can't be like the Giants and the Jaguars yeah, the, or something. the Patriots or something. Why, why would you send the Chargers all the way to London? I don't understand it. Maybe they wanted to go. I don't get it. Maybe Sean McVay. Yeah, I guess it's not Sean McVay. It's not the Rams. Not the Rams. It's the Chargers. Well, the Rams are the real team in Maybe LA. Philip Rivers really wanted to go. <laughs> Maybe he's never been to London. I don't know. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. No football this weekend, but there is plenty of BYU basketball. The Cougar tip-off tonight in about, oh, I'll say nine, a little under nine hours, live on the BYU TV digital platforms. Uh, so you can check it out on the app. You can stream it on BYUtv.org. Basketball, happy to step in, Jason, with no BYU football. What do we want to see? What do we want to learn? And how do we start to figure out why BYU was picked to finish third in the West Coast Conference? Personally, I'm not on board with that. But, Jason, what do you think about the coaches picking BYU to finish third behind Gonzaga and St. Mary's? I was really surprised. I'm still surprised, you know, 24 hours or so after. I I was pretty confident going into yesterday, BYU would be picked to finish second. Look, we everybody knew who the number one team was going to be. It's, it's always Gonzaga, with the exception of last year, obviously. We saw how that turned out. St. Mary's has lost too many significant players. What makes this even more shocking to me is that the votes came from the coaches. It was yes. not a media poll. And I know it's one point yes. that gave St. Mary's yes. the nod over BYU from second to third, but still. But this, it's still, it came from the, the, the people that you would expect to know the most. And, and quite frankly, I just disagree with them having St. Mary's ahead of BYU. I, I would love to know what the coaches see in St. Mary's that they think they're better than what BYU has, because I just don't see it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time BYU took on the big three that are all now graduated and moved on to other ventures, some in the NBA, BYU beat them in the West Coast Conference Tournament. Okay, so if BYU beat the big three. Yeah, BYU owns them now. Oh We've had this discussion. I would say they own them, but if BYU beat them the last time they played them, and the team is not what they were without those three stars. I, I don't get it. I, I, I do not understand what the coaches see. Jordan Ford is a really good player for St. Mary's. Really good player. Other than him, I, I, I don't know. I mean, BYU brings everybody back except Eli Bryant. Now, does Elijah Bryant 
make coaches in the West Coast Conference think, oh, BYU is not going to be the team that they were last, not even close to the team they were last year with Elijah Bryant. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated by this. However, I do like that Dave Rose has a feather in his cap now to be like, hey, look, they don't think you're that good. So uh, they put they picked you third behind St. Mary's even after you beat them in the West Coast Conference tournament. So I would utilize that all I could if I were Dave. Absolutely, I pull a Mark Few. Gonzaga was picked yes. second last yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You use every motivation you possibly can. I, um, look, you and I were having this discussion yesterday in the office. Is is this a situation where, for whatever reason, kind of like we had when Hawaii? was playing BYU football, and you're like, why is BYU favored by so much? Look at this team, 6-1. and one. People just weren't buying Hawaii. Or for some reason, why are the coaches just not buying BYU this year? Is it more about not be- buying BYU than actually thinking St. Mary's is that good? I, 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 I don't no get it. It, it. They should know. And I just I don't see BYU finishing third this, behind St. Mary's. I just don't. All right. Well, I think we're in agreement there. I think BYU is the second best team in the West Coast Conference. Coaches don't agree. The best thing to do is go out and prove it, and we get to watch that (laughs) starting in late December and early January. Yes, indeed. We all know how important Yoli Childs is to this year's BYU basketball team. I think everybody expects a really big year from him, so it's no surprise to see him named to the All-WCC preseason team. However, Yoli was the only Cougar on that list. So, Spencer, are you surprised that Yoli is the only Cougar represented on the preseason team? Initially, yes, I was surprised. But then the more I thought about it and thought about everybody that Gonzaga brings back, there just aren't that many spots for the 10 positions on the all-WCC preseason team. So you think, well, T.J. Haas was an all-conference performer as a freshman. He kind of slowed down last year in that new Heath Schroyer offense. Why isn't T.J. back on the list as a it doesn't matter. Gonzaga has dominated the conference. They brought back everyone. Rui Hachimura, Killian Tilly, Josh Perkins. Like, they are loaded once again. So, yeah, Gonzaga has four players of those ten spots. I'm not that surprised anymore now that I look more deeply into the top ten players in conference. Doesn't mean I don't think that TJ Haas oh, or yeah. maybe even Nick Emery could break out. Love to have, Love to have that happen. Right now... Yeah, not not that surprised. Initially, yes, not now. Yeah, I, I wasn't surprised. That's basically what I expected, and I agree with you. That doesn't mean that other guys aren't good enough to make that, but with the dominance of Gonzaga, I, I figured Yoli, because Yoli's the one thing I believe that you can look at as a certain. Like, you know what you're going to get from Yoli this year. There's still some unknowns about other guys Bouncing back from last year, things like that. So for me, the, the one certain is Yoli. So I really wasn't surprised to see him as the only Cougar on the list. But that certainly does not mean that there aren't other guys that, that could vie for that as this season goes on, certainly. We'll get our first look at Yoli Childs and company, including TJ Hawes, Nick Emery, the newcomer, Gavin Baxter. I know that uh, you're excited to potentially call a big Gavin Baxter dunk tonight <laughs> during the Cougar tip-off on BYU Radio's right. coverage. But really, when you step back and think about the purpose of an exhibition like this, what do you expect from the Cougar tip-off tonight, Jason? Look, I, I, first of all, it, it is an exhibition. It, is it more for the fans? You know what? It's, it certainly has that element. Because what I expect, I expect to see a fun, exciting night of basketball. This is an opportunity to get the fans in the building, get them excited for the season. 
and still have an opportunity to see your guys play in that type of situation under the lights with the crowd. I mean, it's this is an opportunity to showcase this BYU basketball team. I expect Yoli to put on a show. I expect to see Nick Emery draining threes. I'm really excited to see Nick Emery back in a BYU basketball uniform on the Marriott Center floor yeah. draining threes. I'm excited to see the crowd react to Nick doing that. I'm also excited to see the two freshmen. You mentioned, mentioned Gavin Baxter, also Connor Harding. Th- this is going to be a fun team to watch. So, yes, it is about the fans and having everybody get excited in a, in a fun environment, but it is an opportunity for these coaches to see what these guys can do. This, to me, is more about getting the newcomers and the new guys acclimated to playing in front of a crowd and with a media presence yeah. to some degree. So guys like Gavin Baxter, Connor Harding, Colby Lee, even the transfer Taylor Mon, who's coming in as a junior, and Jesse Wade, who is a transfer from Gonzaga. This is the only opportunity, I believe, that Jesse Wade will have to play in front of the crowd until – next year because he has to sit out per transfer rules, that according to the NCAA. This is about getting new guys comfortable in a situation where there is a little bit of pressure, the lights are bright, there are fans watching, and there's a media presence. So watch what the young guys can do when that pressure gets turned up a little bit. The the other guys have done it. They've been there plenty. This is not going to affect Yoli Childs and TJ Haas and Zach Selyus and Ryland Bergerson and Nick Amory. They'll be fine. What do the new guys do when the lights get turned on? Well, and it's interesting that you say when when the lights get turned on. I was talking with assistant coach Quincy Lewis yesterday uh, for an interview that we're going to run during halftime of tonight's Cougar tip-off. And the very first thing that he brought up is these guys are ready to get under the lights. Yes. That, that's, that was a quote from, from Coach Lewis. These guys are ready to get under the lights. They're looking forward to this opportunity to be in that environment and feel the energy of the crowd and play. And I, I think that's a great point in terms of seeing how these young guys acclimate themselves to this environment. Yeah, looking forward to it. Also looking forward to who's going to produce the whoa moment tonight. There's always at least one where you think, wow, yeah, didn't anticipate that coming. Who scores first? Yoli Childs. You going Yoli? Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna have to. It might be on a three pointer too. It might be off the tip. They throw out the yo. He's on the right wing. He just throws up a three and it goes in. I'm gonna say Nick Emery. Oh, you think Nick? I'm gonna say Nick Emery. Nick's excited. First. Nick's excited to yeah. jack up a shot. Okay. All right. There's All right. certainly benefits for the BYU football team to have a bye this week. Uh huh. Get healthy, number one. You can watch BYU basketball. <laughs> yes, you can watch BYU basketball. The team can catch their breath. It's a chance to relax and really get ready for the stretch run. You got five more games. But what about us? What about the ones who rely on having a BYU football game every Saturday during college football season? Mm, You're getting deep now. With no BYU football game, we have to fill it with another college football game or 10, right? Yes. Like, we've got to. Yes. So, Spencer, with no BYU football game tomorrow, who are you going to root for? Fight on, baby. Fight (laughs) on. Let's go, USC. Yeah, yeah. In that huge Pac-12 rivalry game, Jason. It's all about the Trojans. Apparently that team that plays in Salt Lake City has so many rivals and none of them are BYU, I guess. Yeah, fight on, man. Yeah, um... Yeah, I'm rooting for USC this weekend. I don't. Seven year old be wearing uh, a USC hat tomorrow. You think I'm kidding? <laughs> Look, I, I don't watch Utah games, but I will be checking the score late to see okay. if the Trojans are. Do you really not watch? No, I don't. I nope. <laughs> no, I, I, won't, I won't let myself watch a Utah game. Oh, 
no, it's, man, it's oh, totally man. true. <laughs> uh, but I'll certainly be checking the score, uh, hoping to see the Trojans leading big up in Salt Lake City. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll keep an eye on uh, Utah State as well. They've got my attention, obviously, after beating up on BYU. They're intriguing. They play at at Hawaii, Jason. At Hawaii. Okay, so BYU just demoralized Hawaii in Provo. The Rainbow Warriors are an entirely different team when they play on the islands. That's a long trip for any team. So I've got my eyes on the Aggies and the Rainbow Warriors as well. A couple of former now BYU opponents. But it's all about fight on, dude. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, man. Our question of the day, relating back to what we just talked about, no football. There's a little bit of basketball on Friday night, some women's volleyball on Saturday. How will you fill your Saturday with no BYU football game? Let's go to the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in true BYU fan fashion, Jason. (laughs) Mike Brown answers on Facebook. Hopefully watch USC beat Utah. The Pac-12 South title might very well be on the line tomorrow. I think, I think it game. is. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. The winner of this one you think has the inside track for I mean, that. the Pac-12 South is down. Re- really, it's Utah and USC and then Arizona, not good. They're injured. They're banged up. They don't have Khalil Tate anymore. Arizona State lost to Stanford lost, yeah, last, last night. night. Just not good. Colorado is kind of an intriguing team, but... Colorado plays at Washington tomorrow, and I think they're going to be exposed. Utah's rival, Colorado, you mean? That's right. Utah's other rival. Their because, main rival. Because Oh, right. Because, because yes. USC is now competing for that uh, mm-hmm. title of main rival mm-hmm. in the Pac-12 yes, South. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see what everybody else does. So much shade being thrown right now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Join in hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, women's volleyball had another epic night. Oh. We talked to senior setter Lindy Haddock. Epic. Get it? About staying under mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the second reference to that. I imagine there will be more. Next, BYU men's basketball assistant Lee Kamar joins us to talk about the start of men's basketball tonight. What's the purpose of the Cougar tip-off? What does he hope to see tonight? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar tip-off is tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's your first look at this year's BYU basketball team. You can watch on BYUtv.org and the app, Spencer Linton and Kristen Kozlowski, or you can listen to me and Mark Durant on BYU Radio. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard. Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can always watch the show going to BYUSN.com and experience BYUSN whenever, wherever, and however you want. Our question of the day is, how do you feel a BYU football-less Saturday? (laughs) Troy Beagley in on Facebook. BYU Cougar tip-off basketball tonight in the Marriott Center at 7 p.m. Tomorrow at 1 p.m. is BYU women's softball. They're in their fall schedule. That's right. He says he's going to both events. And don't forget about BYU women's volleyball also at 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain Time. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Fight on, everyone. Join in using the hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. In Studio B now, and once again, friend of the program, Lee Kamard, BYU basketball assistant coach. Welcome back, Lee. Always good to be with you guys. <laughs> you got the royal memo. We're all royaled out here, ready for BYU basketball tonight. Jason and I were just talking about the purpose 
of a contest like tonight. I think, hey, what a great opportunity for the young guys, the newcomers, to get under the lights in front of some fans with a media presence. What else goes into this? What's the purpose of the Cougar tip-off? Well, it's kind of a trial run, right, before our season starts where everything will be the same going into the game. Uh, we don't have a game plan because we're playing ourselves, but the kind of the, the pregame stuff will all be the same, the timing of it all. Uh, so it's just a, a trial run and, and get our, our uh, get excited about having fans in the stands. Well, speaking of uh, fans in the stands, I actually saw you and all the coaches and some of the players at last night's uh, women's volleyball match. You look like, and I, I'm you look like a guy that would be really good at volleyball. Did you play volleyball? <laughs> well, I'm an athlete, so yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm an athlete, so of course he did. I played most sports growing up, and then in high school, <clears throat> picked a few. I played volleyball a couple seasons to get out of spring sprints, you know. So, <laughs> man, you're not only an athlete; you're wise, <laughs> there very you go. wise. Lee, when you watched the number one ranked BYU women's volleyball team, what impressed you? What stood out the most about their team dynamic? Well, it was the first time I've watched them this year, but uh, I don't know her name, but number 12 was really impressive. Ronnie, Ronnie Jones, Jones Perry. Perry. Yeah, the way she hit the ball and then their libero in the back row was eating everything up. Mary Lake. Yep. Lindy Epic was also digging some balls last yep. night. Okay, all right. See, you know the volleyball. Yeah. You, know, you know the game. It was fun. We, we really put it on loyal last night. Yeah, BYU stays undefeated, 19-0, and 0, and again, number one in the country. So we're really curious the way that you and the BYU basketball program viewed what happened yesterday. Spencer and I talked about once BYU was picked third by, in the preseason poll by the coaches. That surprised us. What was your initial reaction when you saw that the Cougars were picked third by the coaches? I'm a little surprised by that because we have, you know, four guys that started the majority of our games last year. Plus, we have a lot of guys that have played a lot of minutes for us. Um, but but we'll use it as, as a little bit of motivation. And it's not the media guys picking, you know, the guys that don't know too much about right, right, right. basketball, but it's the other coaches. <laughs> so uh, we'll use it a little. It's good. Oh, I love it. Hey, Lee, it's great to have you in Studio B, man. (laughs) Quincy Lewis uh, told Jason the guys, and I quote, are ready to get under the lights. Um, When you go back and look at what you did when you were preparing for things like this, what what are those emotions like when you when you start again and you finally get to play again in front of the fans? There's excitement. There's nerves. It's kind of a lose lose for the guys on the team because when one team's doing good, the other team's not doing great. And so on film, you know, every possession, there's either good defense or bad offense or vice versa. So um, it's good to be under the lights. It's good to see how guys perform under the lights, especially the guys that haven't played here before. Um, But it's just good that people are there and there's excitement. And and after this, I mean, we get into the routine of kind of a Wednesday, Saturday or Thursday, Saturday or Tuesday, Friday, you know, kind of thing where we're playing two games a week. So that's exciting. I think we're all excited to see Nick Emery back and on the court, in the Cougar uniform. What type of impact has Nick brought already to this team? Well, he's an experienced guy, and uh, he's a playmaker. He makes hard shots. He makes big shots. Um, But just another guy that's played a lot of minutes for for coach and can help lead this this team. When you look at... Those newcomers. We've heard a bunch about Gavin Baxter. He's a, a four-star guy. He can jump out of the gym. Um, we know about Connor Harding and his scoring ability. But what about the transfers that we don't know a ton about, like Taylor Mon and Jesse Wade? What can you tell us about those two guys? Well, well, Jesse's got to sit this year 
but uh, <clears throat> Taylor's coming along as well as the the new guys, right? Every day they continue to get better, and it's fun to kind of see some of the progression that Gavin and Connor are making uh, as the preseason's gone on. You know, Gavin's so long, and Connor's just a big, strong wing that can really play. So it's exciting to watch their progression. Colby Lee, another of those young guys. Yeah, he, he's been out. He's been kind of nursing a little foot thing the last little bit. But uh, same thing, like, you know, he was here June and, and some of last year to kind of see his progression and just think, you know, a couple months in and, and what they can bring to the team. I know sometimes the word expectation can be, you know, something that people kind of want to stay away from. But Yuli Childs is a guy chose not to pursue the pro career coming back. What type of expectations does he have for this year? I think he's got big expectations for himself, but also for this team. And I think for him... Uh, the best thing, I think he's going to have another great year. Um, he's been great all summer, all, all fall. He's actually been dominant. He's in a nice little rhythm where most of his shots are going in. He's shooting a lot of threes like has been talked about. But uh, for him, the success of our team is going to be really important to his future as well. You know, the, the further we go, the better it looks on him because he, he's going to have the numbers that he needs to. But, but how far we go will help him a lot. Lee Kamard, BYU basketball assistant coach with us on BYU Sports Nation, previewing the Cougar tip-off and the season for that matter. Uh, in terms of transitioning from your grad assistant position to now a full-time <laughs> assistant, we talked about like what you expected it to be when you first got that job. Now you've kind of gone through that whole process. What, Looking back on what you've gone through, what has been the biggest change for you? Well, I actually get paid now, which is good. <laughs> um, but other than that, uh, I wasn't able to recruit you know, previously, and that is a big part of it. It's 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 exciting, but also tiring. You know, you've been worldwide, man. Yeah, but 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 it, it's just nonstop, which is good. But I, I didn't get to experience that prior to, so that's been the most eye-opening to me. And usually, it's it's broken down into region. Do you what what's what's your area? Uh, you know, we we kind of have all tried to hit on each of the kids that we're going after. We're really excited about the class that you know we have right now and and the years to come. Um, but we were kind of all trying to take a part of it. Obviously, I went over to Europe to the European Championships and did that. Um, but but we're all trying to, you know, do our part in the recruiting process. If the coaching staff were to have a, I don't know, free throw shooting contest, <laughs> how confident are you that you would win that free throw contest? 100%. <laughs> the man already said he's an athlete. Hold, hold on. Coach Lacombe can't even raise his shoulder up more than this. So <laughs> by default, he's not winning. He may try to go underhand or left, but he's got no chance. I mean, Quincy played at Wagner. Yeah. You know, but I, at least talking with Q, I don't think he's touched a basketball to play in, you know, 15, 20 years. <laughs> Since he left Wagner, he, he hasn't touched the ball. Well, we take a bunch of shade from Dave Rose specifically yeah. about our lack of ability to shoot the <laughs> ball. But, I mean, could Coach Rose hang coach, in the free coach, throw line? Coach, he was a gunner back in the day, and he – he would probably be my stiffest competition. Okay. All right, let's, let's run with this. It's completely hypothetical, but let's have some fun with this. Let's say for the sake of argument, you have to be put into a game. How many points do you think you could score today? Uh, depending on how many playmakers I'm with, I could stand in the corner and probably make four threes. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go 12. 12 I'll, I'll go four for six from three and score 12. Okay. And then late in the game, They'll have to foul, and I'm a clutch free throw shooter. So 
I'm going to go 15. 15 points. Three, like three free throws down the stretch. 28 minutes of action. Uh, maybe 24. 24? Yeah, 15 yeah. points in Can't guard minutes. like I used to, so, you, you know, can't have him in as much. Oh, Lee, I love it so much. You were the right choice. <laughs> you were the right choice. Uh, we've got a brand new flag in here. All right. Um, I know that Coach Rose has already signed it, but uh, and TJ's got his signature on there from BYU Basketball, but I, I think it's still real. Is that still Yoli? Oh, Yoli did, the Yoli did go I can't compete again. with that. I'll go below him. <laughs> okay. Lee Kamard signing the brand new flag in Studio B. Um thus solidifying his karma transfer as well. Yes. Whatever Lee needs it for, whether it's to win a free throw contest against Coach Rose or to sit in the corner in a hypothetical game and go four for six from three, you utilize the karma however you want it, man. It's always good to be with you guys. Hey, it is. It's great, great to have, to have Lee on the show. <laughs> He's an athlete. Oh, my goodness. I love that answer. That was awesome. Coming up, Lindy Haddock Epic visits Studio B after – Another sweep of a conference opponent by BYU Women's Volleyball. And Lauren McLean is back from Las Vegas and the West Coast Conference Media Days. What did she learn from all of the hullabaloo down at the Orleans in a hockey rink? This is BYU Sports Nation. It's a good word. Right? After beating Pacific 5-1 to last night, women's soccer will be in Moraga Tomorrow afternoon, taking on St. Mary's. You can listen to the game on BYU Radio beginning at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time with Cougar Pre-Match Live. Kick will be at 4 Eastern. I'm going to guess that BYU might not score five goals again because that's uh, Why not? pretty amazing. I know. They'll probably hey, score six. Maybe I'm just putting it out there so that they can hear this and be like, oh, yeah? Yeah. I'll show oh, you you're pulling goals. the BYU picked third in the WCC I'm trick all, I'm on all about soccer. that motivation. I like it. Man. I'm all about that motivation. Like Let's it. keep it rolling with today's BYU Sports Nation headline recap. BYU men's basketball, as Jason just referenced, picked to finish third in the West Coast Conference preseason coaches poll. They did get one first place vote from Coach Mark Few of Gonzaga because you can't vote for your own team. I'm pretty sure it's him. I mean, I'm almost positive. Let's it's just him. call and ask him. I'm sure he'll tell us. The commissioner will tell us. Gonzaga picked to finish first, St. Mary's second. The Cougar tip-off tonight, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. If you're local, come watch for free in the Marriott Center, or you can stream it, BYUtv.org, or on BYU Radio with Jason Shepard and Mark Durant on the call. Yoli Childs, one of the all-West Coast Conference preseason team members. He's one of 10. He's also one of 20 players to be nominated for the Carl Malone Award watch list, which honors the nation's top power forward. Congratulations to Yoli. There's a dig. Reed will set Kovac down the line. Martindale once again with the dig. Perry winds up one more time. And BYU closes out the sweep. Number one, women's volleyball swept LMU last night. They improved to 19-0 on the season. Ronnie Jones-Perry led the team with 12 kills. Cougars back in action at Smithfield House tomorrow, hosting Pepperdine, 3 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Can't wait for that. First and second place squaring off in Provo. BYU women's soccer again defeated Pacific last night in Stockton 5-1. to one. It's all about St. Mary's tomorrow on the road at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain Time as BYU looks to keep pace to try and get back on top of the West Coast Conference when it all is said and done, and it really matters, and secure that NCAA tournament berth. Multiple Cougars hit the field this weekend during Week 7 of the National Football League. Fred Warner and the Niners host the L.A. Rams. Kyle Van Oy and the Patriots go to Chicago to play the Bears. Taysom Hill and the Saints travel to Baltimore to face the Ravens, and Michael Davis of the Chargers go across the pond to play the Titans in London. Love it. The Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. 
Led by Michael Davis. <laughs> la la to London. Yes. Joining us now in Studio B, I think for a second time this week. Is it a second time this second week? Time. Is Lauren McLean of Between the Lines. Wow, I hope they're paying you we've overtime never, for this. We've never crossed these lines wow, before. Wow, okay. Well, know. it's about uh, extending right ourselves into new boundaries. Okay, <laughs> That's right. Okay. Scary. Hey, you had a great time in Las Vegas, or so it seemed on social media. Oh, uh, man. In- interviewing coaches and players from each of the teams on both sides, women's and men's basketball. Uh, what did you learn down there that you didn't know before you got to Las Vegas? Well, first of all, I didn't know they had hockey arenas right. <laughs> in the Orleans. Yeah. Yes. It was 50 degrees wow. where we were doing our interviews in the suite for the first day. Did you have a coat on? I did not. <laughs> I had a coat on, Trooper. but then I'm like, you know what? Hey, I got to look good. Look good, feel good. It's all about the camera. So I took it off. So I had some t- really tight abs by the end of the day. Okay. Just, just okay. clicking. But, yeah. So everyone come, came up and, and thought they were in the Arctic. Lauren had a mild case of hypothermia. She's interviewing <laughs> yeah, all these I was blue. Have been raised since coming back? It has. It has. The next day it was improved slightly. Okay. With the men. But yes, yeah, so, man, everyone was really relaxed. That was one of the things I was really surprised with. Jeff Toriel even said, I haven't seen some of these coaches smile in my entire time working. Jeff Toriel is the... WCC associate commissioner. And he said, because they, they did this a little bit earlier than normal, the coaches can be friends. The players can be friends. Cause they, they're still about a month out before they have to play each other. So everyone just seemed to be having a good time. We also talked to Gloria Navarre, Gloria Navarez, who was, who's the new WCC commissioner. And she is awesome. And she's super sharp. Oh, she's, and she's hilarious. She's just laid back and Seems like she really wants to get things done. She said this is the last year of the ESPN contract, so they're trying to find different ways to get the WCC more exposure. And it just seems like the coaches and players are ready to play anyone else but themselves yeah, yeah. right now. They're just I, ready to move on. And I can't imagine that ESPN won't re-up with the likes of Gonzaga being a top three team yeah. for all intents and purposes when all those polls come out. Like, they want Gonzaga. Well, St. Mary's coming off a 30-game win season. Yeah. And so I, I, and anyway, it's it's good exposure for the West Coast Conference. I can't imagine yeah. ESPN is going to turn turn away, right. but we'll we'll see. It's you, also the last year of their contract with the Orleans, so they're they're looking for possibly a new location to do the WCC tournament too. You you mentioned just how how loose everybody was and and having a good time. You played some games with them. Yeah. Who had the most fun with that? I'm not going to lie to you. Everybody had a good time, but on the women's side, I would say. Delisha Milton Jones. I told you. She's a legend. She's a legend in the WNBA, two time Olympic gold medalist. And she just came in with some sass and uh, (laughs) with her player, with her player, Yasmin Robinson Bakode. And they had so much fun with each other. Like we, we seriously just laughed the entire day, which probably helped us keep warm. But the women had a blast. Surprisingly, the next day on the men's side, we were like, how are they going to handle these games? Because men can sometimes tend to be a little. More uptight. They everyone had so much fun. Randy Bennett, I'm telling you. I know you got you got to get him in a really situation like that. Guy. I know he was so yeah. competitive. So we we played a game with how well do you know your player and coach? How do you well do you know each other? And he to Jordan Ford was like, we're winning this. We're doing this. He was like so competitive. And, uh, and he and Kyle Smith, San Francisco's head coach, are best friends, I found uh-huh, out. Uh-huh. Coached a long time together. Yes, they coached a long time. And so they were, like, trash-talking outside, like, you can't beat that. <laughs> so they, everyone was having a really good time. We, we had a blast. Great stuff. Everyone did an impersonation of their coach, every single player. And the best part of that was the reaction of the coach. 
after the player did the impersonation. They just <laughs> they were dying. It was fun. Yeah, we need time. we need to be able to see all of this, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll see some of it in between the lines. You uh, will. What do we have looking forward to uh, in the be- between the lines coming up? In the we're going to do weeks? our very very best condense <laughs> the best of both days. Okay, we're going to do the women's first and then the men. But we had so much. So much awesome content. We just had a, a blast with these players and coaches and fun to get to know them on a different level. Especially you have guys like Randy Bennett and Damon yeah. Stoudemire and they're they're playing games with their their players and it was just it was a good time. Well it's great to have you back. Um Thanks. go get in the sauna. Uh heat up a little <laughs> That's bit. Where I'm right get after get warm. So cool. Uh we'll make sure that you're okay. We'll take care <laughs> of that hypothermia. Appreciate it, guys. Make you make sure Appreciate you're ready it. to go. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you. Great stuff. Coming up, a former Cougar is headed to London to play football and not soccer. We're talking American football here. That's in the whip. But is it in a soccer stadium, Jason? Mm, probably. I have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> you're not a big soccer guy? But you're, no, yeah, I just don't know where it's being <laughs> And she's the quarterback of the number one ranked BYU women's volleyball team. Wait, it says setter. So how is she the quarterback? We'll explain. Lindy Haddock Epic will join us next. The Cougars are 19-0. They're really good. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Number one, BYU Women's Volleyball, back at the Smithfield House tomorrow afternoon, hosting Pepperdine. You can watch live on BYU TV and the app at 3 Eastern time. BYU Sports Nation rolls on on a Friday. This is how we do it on the best coast. Can we call the best coast Provo, Utah? Are we close enough to the west coast? I don't know. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> this is our question what, of the day. <laughs> the coast of Utah Lake? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. What? I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, <laughs> now I'm all, I'm all over the place. Our question of the day. How do you fill a Saturday of no BYU football in the fall? Brent Robinson answers on Facebook. A lot of other games on TV. Take advantage of college football while we have it. Tis the season. And then Princey says, a lot better than pro football. Careful, Brent. You're, you're drawing some, uh, those are some fighting words for some people. The NFL versus college. Yes. Debate. Just yes. embrace it all. It's all, it's football. You season. can enjoy it all. You can have a favorite. It's like children. You can have a favorite, but you love them all. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> what? Jason, <laughs> your kids are watching very closely. <laughs> At TFREC12, answers on Instagram. Heading down to the BYU women's volleyball match, of course. Three Eastern, one Mountain. If you can't be there in the Smithfield House, you can watch it live on BYU TV with Jason Shepard on the sideline. I'll be on the call with Kristen Kozlowski. And uh, to segue from volleyball to more volleyball, how about we get to our stat of the day, Jason? It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. This stat is so impressive, it almost seems fake. Women's volleyball has won 27 of 28 sets in West Coast Conference play. Yeah. That is not fake. That is how dominant this team has been. <laughs> now, trivia question. We know the answer, and our next guest knows the answer, but which team did BYU lose a set to? I do know the answer. Send in your responses. Hashtag BYUSN. I want to see how many people actually know this. Without looking, you can't look at the volleyball page. Just like, do you know off the top of your head? Not that I can... Check yeah, that. There's not really a way to check that. Lindy Haddock Epic had 24 assists, 12 digs, four kills last night, and uh, apparently you're becoming a huge offensive weapon at the net. So maybe Heather's going to move you to the outside. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, congratulations on a fantastic performance again last night. Thank you so much. When you beat LMU, which was the final team that you had not played in West Coast Conference, wrapped up the first half of the conference season undefeated 9-0, and 
What type of accomplishment do you feel? Or do you just like, ah, yeah, it's great, but on to the next. How, how do you feel about all of this? Uh, we feel like we're in a good place for sure. Um, finishing off that first half of conference, we know what teams want to do against us now. And so it gives us a little head start to these next games we're playing. And we know that these teams are going to come f- back fighting even harder because they watch film on us. They're figuring out ways that they can get points off us. But I think it's going to be a real challenge this next half of the conference, and I'm excited for what we can do. There's only one team in the country that can say they're number one, and that's you. That's the BYU women's volleyball team. What does it feel like to be the best team in the nation? Um, yeah, I think it's a great feeling. I think anyone will say, like, it's it's a good feeling to have, and it gives us confidence. But at the same time, we know that it's just a ranking and it's just a number, and we know that we want to get even better each game, and teams are going to play even harder against us now because of that number. But, um, you know, it's – we know we know what we want to do. So, in terms of your performance and your role on the floor, you're you're all over the place. But to me, it seems like you've played a lot more defense this year. I don't know if that's because teams are going away from Mary Lake more, but it feels like you're being asked to do a lot more. How do you feel about this, and and how do you see your role? Uh, yeah, we spend a lot of time in the off season just developing our defensive game more and. I know in previous years, a lot of our identity has been our block. And even more so this year, I think it's our block and our back row defense. And so, um, yeah, I think that's my job on the team. And so I'm trying to do the best best I can as as a senior. So. You, you've added a layer uh, of complexity to this whole situation. You got married in the offseason. I did. So how, how has married life and volleyball meshed this year? Um, I think it's it's been good for me. It's... Um, I think I'm more comfortable, and it's just been a big support system, even more support from my husband and um, my family and his family, and he's allowing me to accomplish my goals and put the time in to do that. So does he have, is there like, uh, do you guys take turns on who has the, the meals ready? Does he have meals ready for you <laughs> when you come home from practice after a, after a game late at night? Does he have something waiting for you there? Uh, yeah, he's awesome about that. A lot of times we'll just... We have food at the school or we'll go grab something to eat because we're both really busy as athletes. A victory meal, which you're having a lot of because you're winning all the time. <laughs> yeah, not just any victory meal. I, you gotta, you got to get the elite level food. Yes, so we've yes. got like this elaborate salad like sprinkled with lemon <laughs> zest, uh, infused tuna or whatever. Like we got to make sure. to go for the hamburger. Okay. okay. Yes. Yeah, or just a hamburger. Yes. Well, you're going into hamburger. tuna and salad, and she's going right to the hamburger. <laughs> For the hamburger and... I'm just trying to sound smart about my food knowledge. <laughs> it's not working very well. Lindy Haddock, Epic of BYU Women's Volleyball, the number one ranked team in the country, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. We are trying really hard not to take this for granted because you step back and you think, man, it's been a long time. I think, what is it, 44 years since BYU was last ranked number one? I want to, It's, it's a been a long while. time ago. Um, so how do you enjoy the moment Without, because it's a weird balance. Because I know your coach is like, "Hey, you got to win the next one. You're not number one if you don't win the next one." Mm-hmm. But you want to have fun with it too. So how do you balance all of that? Yeah, our coaches have really encouraged us to make sure that we enjoy this moment that we're in because it's just for this season for right now, and that's all we can count on. And um, just they're telling us to make sure we just stay focused each game, and so. If we are able to maintain our focus each game, then 
you know what, the wins will take care of itself, the points will take care of itself. And so I think just we're really doing a good job of just staying in the present and enjoying the moment, but making sure that we're not looking forward. And we're always looking forward, but we're not looking too forward where we miss what we're doing right now. Well, here comes second place Pepperdine, and this will be the second time you have faced them. You swept them in Malibu. That was a really quality win. Those are the words of your coach, Heather Olmstead. What do you anticipate the Waves are going to try and do differently against you this time around? Because, I mean, this is top of the conference matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they're going to attack us differently offensively, probably, and try to look for holes more. But um, we know that they're going to, they have great pin hitters, and we know that. And we're just going to try our best to defend them. And the coaches do a good job at putting us in good spots. And, yeah. Um, so when we, whenever we have like a super elite level team member on the desk, sometimes we ask for the karma back. Like we want some of your juju. Oh, my, <laughs> <laughs> my juju. <laughs> you guys no, we, got it all. We can good. give you the karma and we'll give it to you. But it's like, do you, do you need it? Maybe we need some of your karma, Lindy. I, I don't know. So let's transfer it to each other. Can we do that? Yeah. Is that cool? Sign the flag still and too. she does need to sign we have the a flag. new flag that we'll have you sign. Oh, right on. Okay. Pass the permanent marker down. Lindy, great to have you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Pepperdine BYU tomorrow, 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain Time, live on BYU TV. All right, coming up, women's soccer scores not one, not two, not three. You get the point. Find out just how many goals the Cougars scored last night next in the Cougar Whip Around. And Taysom Hill is back on the field. And who gets our rise and shout today? This is BYU Sports Nation on a Friday. Shout out to today's guest, BYU basketball assistant coach Lee Kamar, Lauren McLean of Between the Lines, and Lindy Haddock, epic of number one ranked BYU women's volleyball. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. You can always go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. I'm a big fan of Dennis Pitt. I wish we were able to get him on the show today. Oh, jeez. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. BYU men's hoop picked to finish third in the WCC preseason coaches. Paul Gonzaga expected to finish first, followed by St. Mary's. Don't forget, the Cougar tip-off is tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern time at the Marriott Center. You can watch on BYUtv.org and the app with Spencer Linton and Kristen Kozlowski, or you can listen on BYU Radio with myself and Mark Durant. And shout-out to Mark Few for that first-place vote for BYU. (laughs) Yoli Childs, the only BYU player named to the all-WCC preseason team. He's also one of 20 players to be nominated for the Carl Malone Award watch list, which honors the nation's top power forward. Volleyball. The number one and undefeated BYU women's volleyball team swept LMU last night. They improved to 19-0 on the season. The Cougars back at the Smithfield House tomorrow afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV, taking on Pepperdine. Soccer. BYU dominated Pacific last night in Stockton, California, winning the match 5-1. It was 0-0 at halftime. Five goals in the second half. The ladies now 4-1 in West Coast Conference play. They're looking for another win on the road as they continue that Northern California road trip in Moraga at St. Mary's tomorrow, 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain Time. Cougars in the NFL. Multiple Cougars hit the field this weekend during week seven of the NFL. Fred Warner and the Niners host the L.A. Rams. Kyle Van Oy and the Patriots will play the Bears in the Windy City. Taysom Hill and the Saints travel to Baltimore to face the Ravens. And Michael Davis and the L.A. Chargers will leave the colonies and head to London to battle the Titans. Softball. 
BYU finishes up the home fall schedule at Miller Park as the ladies of BYU softball take on Snow College at 7 Eastern tonight and tomorrow against the College of Southern Idaho at 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain Time. Plenty of things happening on campus between basketball, volleyball, softball. So don't tell me there's nothing to do during the bye week. Also fight on, right? Yeah. (laughs) No Trojans. That's right. Today's rise and shout goes to the birthday boy tomorrow, Cosmo the Cougar. Do we have an age on that yet? Do we have? Uh, I was just informed that Cosmo is sixty-five. Sixty-five years. Cosmo young. can now officially uh, get Social Security benefits. Well, <laughs> <laughs> He's reached the retirement age. Well, when your head starts flying off, maybe you should think about retiring, right? I don't know. Just a thought. Oh. Just a thought. Happy birthday to Cosmo, the coolest mascot in all of college sports. Tell me a guy that's more versatile. Tell me a mascot that's more versatile than Cosmo. There is none. There's a reason why his uh, his dance moves with the Cougarettes went viral like it did. Twice. Yes. Twice. Yes. It's not a one-time thing. All right. Our question of the day. How do you feel a Saturday when there's no BYU football? At JTracy2511 answers on Twitter. We'll be attending a family wedding, which was planned for Saturday since there's no game. That's how we roll. (laughs) That's just good planning. You look ahead. You see what possible conflicts there will be. Then you decide when you're getting married. That's hilarious. No, 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 sweetie. You can't get married that weekend. BYU has a game. Let's go to the bye week. Okay. Yeah. You can get married that weekend. Look, if it's meant to be. There'll, there will be an agreement on the <laughs> <Get> away. <laughs> oh. At TashaLynn19 on Twitter. I'm going to pull all my winter clothes out of storage and switch them with the summer clothes currently in my closet. I really hate winter, but glad I have BYU basketball to keep me warm. Okay. BYU basketball gets its official start tonight in the Cougar tip-off. At CurtisLam33 on Instagram. My wife is making me go see A Star is Born. Please, Kalani, no more bye weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Family time. Come on, Curtis. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. Jason, you take it. All right. At YFangirl underscore JB on Twitter. Spend time with my kids that said yesterday, quote, you're always gone to football games and never hang out with us during fall time. (laughs) Thank goodness for the bye week. We're bringing families together on the bye week. That's what it's about, The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use the hashtag BYUSA. For Jason Shepard, I am Spencer Linton. We shout out to all of the Cosmos that have graced that costume the last 65 years. Happy birthday, big fella. Go Cougs.